Welcome everyone into the Everyday Experience Podcast, a show called It's Probably You. I'm your host, LDP, in Riding Shotgun. We've got the crew back together. It is myself and Jesus on the microphone. How are you today, my friend? Oh, I'm wonderful. So, you know, you wake up some days and you're like, it's going to be a good day today. Yeah. This is one of those days where it's going to be extra good, you know? Yeah, Just feeling that's, great. That's, the, that's what I like to hear. That's that's exactly how I'm feeling today, too. There's just something in the air today. Uh, I'm feeling really kind of uh, validated in some ways because today's episode is uh, titled The Science of No, and it has been crazy to me to see um following the instagram poll some of the responses that people provided i love the vulnerability i love the fact that people were willing to share with us so you and i are going to dive in a little bit to not only those results but i've also got a nice little article from npr that's got some tips for people pleasers that i think is going to be really helpful awesome so let's go ahead and let's kick this off. The first thing that I want to do is I want to hop right into the questions because, I mean, I got so many responses. I want to make sure that we don't forget to hit up on some of these. So let's just start with the first question. I'm going to ask you this question before I go into the poll in and of itself. So apologize to all of you watching as, I, as I'm as i going to be looking down for this particular episode. Um, but... The question, the first question that was posed, and of course, always do three questions. Again, if you watch the the you watch and listen to the podcast, you know I love everything in threes. So the first question was, how easy is it for you to say no? So I'm asking you. So I'm going to ask you the same questions I asked our um, our listeners and my friends on Instagram. So how it easy is, is it for you to say no? Lance, you know me well enough to know that it is not easy for me. I have a really <laughs> hard time saying no to anybody. Uh, I, within reason, I mean, for, for regular things, I can do it. Like if it, it, now if you came out with something super like shady or anything like that, I could say no to that. Real quick, right? (laughs) Yeah. But but work-wise or small requests or friend requests, things like that, I can't say no, Lance. And it's a problem sometimes. Oh, you get yourself into a situation. Yeah. Especially if multiple people are asking you things and you commit to all of them because you can't say no. Yeah. You are hitting on you are hitting on some of the fundamental issues that we're going to talk about later on. So you you're already going down that path. So the responses that I had were no problem at all and I struggle with it to be honest. 21% of people said it was not a problem at, at all for them. And and I fall into that. Uh I I for the most part I have no issue saying no to things. But I have found myself in some scenarios where even I was a little bit uncomfortable having to say no, just given the circumstances. And 79% of people said, I struggle with having to say no, struggle with being able to say no. So that was that a surprise to you? Because it really wasn't to me. Uh, it is for the 21%, because I guess that's a lot more people saying yes than I thought. But yeah, I guess it makes sense because we can't all be people that have trouble. (laughs) Yeah, not everybody can fall into that boat. So then I asked another question. Have you ever done something because you couldn't say no? So I'm going to ask you first. So many things. Uh, I'll bring up one. I'll bring up a fun one because there's other work ones. We've talked about those, I think, before last season and this season where I get myself into trouble at work because I don't say no to any project that gets sent my way. No, you Even if I don't necessarily know. Yeah, a couple you know months ago, I had no, no idea how to do video editing or anything. And then they're like, hey, can you do this? And next thing you know, look at me editing videos now. But the one I wanted to bring space. up for fun, just a fun one, was uh, when I first started dating my wife. So it, for those that do not know, and Nancy, you know this, my wife is a very outgoing person, very energetic. She loves adrenaline and stuff. 
So one of the first dates she wanted to go on, or that we went on, is she wanted to meet up with her brother. We were all going to an amusement park. And so I'm like, okay, it's cool. I'll just casually say no when they want me to do roller coasters or anything, because I am actually terrified of heights. Like, straight up freak out at heights. (laughs) I was not aware of that. So we get there, and they, you know... I'm trying to make a good impression on her. We're still dating at this point. She tries to make me, she's like, let's get on the roller coaster. And your fool of a friend says, yes. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> and I thought I could tough it out, Lance. I thought I could tough it out. <laughs> and as we're going in line, she's talking, her brother's there. They're all having a great time. And I'm just getting more and more quiet because I'm like, what did I get myself into? And <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean like, pe- people think when I say I'm scared of it, that they're like, oh, he's uncomfortable, but, he, but he'll get there. I'm like straight up phobia. It's like one of oh. my phobias where my <laughs> oh, body wow. will shut down on me. So we get to near the top and that already climbing up to the top. And I don't remember the roller coaster, but it was already like, I'm like sweating up a storm. (laughs) And she's like, Hey, are you okay? Cause I'm like turning white and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I go to the guy in the line and I'm like, I need to get down. Like you need to let me go back down. He's like, you can't go back down through the line. The only way down is the ride. And I was like, Oh my God. So we get on the ride and it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done in my entire life. Like, but it was so funny because I was so scared. I shut down after that. I and mean, we went on two more roller coasters. But I was so drained from the fear. That that it was just, yeah. You know, it's just like my body like <laughs> going on the ride, but I'm no longer thinking about it. And I always think about that of, uh, God, I, I could have just said no, you know, and yeah, I could have just avoided that. Now it's a funny story, but it was very embarrassing at the time. No, and that's okay though. And I think that's the that's the that's the kind of the point of wanting to look into this is because some of the experiences can end up being still positive, but you run into those scenarios where your whole body shut down for a little bit, man. Like, like you you were freaking out and you you had you felt like you had to put yourself in that into that scenario because you wanted to make a good impression. Yeah, and there's that pressure to say yes, you know? Yeah. Like, like if you say no, they're going to be, oh, they're not down to do things. Or, oh, they're they're not adventurous or outgoing. But I am adventurous or outgoing, but with safe stuff. You take me camping, you take me yeah. camping, you take me swimming, you take me drinking on a lake or something, I'm in all day. Yeah. You're going to take me on something where I could die flying off a giant roller coaster? <laughs> that I'm not down for, you know? Situational adventures, I think, are actually pretty fair. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that this is a pretty fair one. Thank you. Yeah, and the the responses were actually pretty tremendous because for a long time it was stuck at a hundred percent of people saying that sadly yes they had done something that they wanted to say no to because they couldn't they ended up going with it but it ended up being ninety eight percent to two percent so the answers were sadly yes at ninety eight percent and then never at two percent. So there are those people out there that no matter what the cause is, no matter what the circumstances, they're going to make sure that they say no. And I don't know if that's just because that's more of a wall being built up and maybe they've you know they've kind of created barriers or something, or if that's just their natural state of mind. Because for me, I'm usually going to lean towards whatever my comfort level is. But again, we all can become subject to just weird insecurities and, and weird feelings kind of dredging themselves up. Yeah, but I think that that also, in public I'm that way and in, in general, but once I've reached a very, very high level of friendship with somebody, then that becomes like I'm ready to say no. Like my closest friend, we've been friends for like 15 years now, right? Yeah. Me and him, 
no problem. Like if we're hanging out and we don't want to do something, we'll just be like, no, I don't want to do that. And literally just go take a nap while the other person watches TV or something. Yeah. And then we come back and we hang out because we don't have to worry about like, oh, I have this obligation to keep this person exactly. entertained or do things. It's like, no, nah, hey, you feel like sleeping. You don't want to do something. Just go do that instead. I'll do this. Then we'll meet up afterwards and things like that. So I will say it, it, I don't say yes to things all the time because I want to. You know, it's just a yeah. reflex at this point, Lance. And yeah. It's, so I'm it hoping that I learned from you today how to say no sometimes. It's the obligation thing. You hit it right on the head. And a lot of these responses were directly in line with that. So I'm actually going to pull this up. So I left the third question as always. The third question is always going to be open-ended. And I said, please share any example of uh, any examples that you have of a time that it happened or how you feel when you actually go to say no. So I'm just going to spit f some of these responses out to you. And when you hear one that really resonates with you, please let me know. So this one was kind of a how you feel when a coworker or supervisor asks you to do something or to help with something, you kind of feel like they can't say no. Uh, I had someone who said weirdly satisfied when they do say no because I've proven uh, my self-worth to someone, um, but they feel guilty because they're, oh, I'm sorry, they say, they feel weirdly satisfied when they, when they can't say no because they're saying in their mind, Obviously, they've proven that they have some type of skill so that people want to continue to utilize them. However, this oh, person says that they that, – yeah, that's a cool one, right? And this person says that they do feel guilty because they're sacrificing themselves and usually their family. Um, but they also get frustrated because they're usually so tired. <laughs> like, they, like, like it's it's tiring oh, to them. To be, so, like, I knew that that was something that you could probably relate to when I saw that response. 100%. I resonate with that so much. And it's so tricky, especially right now during – these crazy times, because I think yeah. about my job where there's people that had, hey, this is your job. This is what you do. And now they're making people do so many things that are outside of the scope of their day to day. But it, yeah. on the one hand, I understand from the companies, right? Because the companies are like, hey, we're going to go out of business. We need to figure out what to do. But on the other yeah. side, it's like the employees, it's not like their other work disappeared. It's like, hey, on top of what you already do, do exactly. this also. And that to me, that's rough. That's really, really difficult. So when they say like, that they're saying yes, but that goes sometimes in the way of their family and their own energy. Man, yeah. that, that one hits home. Whoever you were, I feel you. Yeah, I knew that that one was going to resonate for you. So let's hit up a couple of more. Uh, I literally feel so guilty when I, when I selfishly want to say no. I'm literally a people pleaser. Um, somebody said, to be honest, there are too many examples where they couldn't even go into it. Like they had so many examples. Like to be honest, I have so many examples with a little face palm emoji. That's when you know it hits home. You got the little face palm emoji. And then I've got obligated and stress, um, but rarely happens. So 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 this person says that you know they feel obligated and stressed when that comes up, but it rarely happens. So that was the first round of responses that I got when I put that up. That's good. I'm surprised no one put in there that just the the feeling of, um, and I guess it does make sense, but to me, the feeling of letting someone else down. Like yep. if they ask me and I can't do it, then I'm like, oh, they came to me for help and I couldn't do it. And, and you, that, couldn't, that, you couldn't provide it. Which is not true. You should not put that on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just can't do it, but that's just what goes through my head. And I just, like the other person said, the guilt starts cycling and then I just force myself to do it anyway. So, yep. That's and good. this is so. This is that this hit really perfectly in line because with the next round of responses, I always feel like I'm letting someone down. I'm working on it though, but I always feel that way. Um, this this is somebody who actually owns their own business. This is my daily life with my business. Recently, I have been a lot better 
at saying no, though. So somebody who owns their own business, who's trying to build up a brand, who's trying to to put themselves out there, may take on more than they really bargained for because they're still trying to grow. Um, what do you think? I was just jumping on that one and say that's so hard as a new business owner because yep. you 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 think you have to do those things. You think you have to say yes to someone asking for a discount, someone yep. asking you for a favor, someone trying to get around some rule that you had set, and you think that's to help your business grow. But in my opinion, as soon as you start letting those little things slide, that's when it kind of will start spiraling a little bit yep. sometimes, and you're going to yep. make decisions that you might might not be in the best interest of your own company so that's i feel that one too just wanted to touch on it that one's really hard and honestly i'm just gonna this is just like a public service announcement to everyone if your friend is starting a business if your friend is starting a venture support your friend pay a hundred percent of whatever it costs maybe 100%. even add a little bit more maybe 110 percent 120 percent of the cost to your friends that are starting to like try to build and create something like the things that they're doing because likes are free like support is something that i think would help in this space because people genuinely need very little support to be great um but on the converse, when people feel like that, that very little bit of guilt and that very little bit of negativity can also go the other way with people. So just a little public service announcement. Support your friends. Pay full Support price because they're, they're working really hard or whatever it is that they're doing. So here's a couple more. This one I thought was awesome. Saying yes is the easiest way to get peer pressured to do something you didn't want to do. Yes to a limit on myself with them with that one because there are hard things that I've never had a problem with. A, a good one growing up drinking, I've never had a problem with people trying to make me drink and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because where I grew up, uh, there was a high school there and like drunk driving was a big thing where a lot of people in my high school passed away from that stuff. Wow. So that ingrained it in my mind of like, no, like if someone's going to drink, I'm not going to drive. like Or I'm not going to be in the car with them. So yeah. I have no trouble. Like if I'm with someone and they drink too much, and they're going to drive. I say, no, you're not driving or I'm driving or I'm oh, not going to get in the you. car. I yeah. have and I, I got the receipts on this. I've seen this done by you multiple times. And it's so weird because it, I'm not used to being that assertive. But for some reason, that doesn't feel like I'm being mean. That means like, no, dude, like you sh we shouldn't drive right now. No, It's boundaries, though. At, at that moment in time, you know that you have have specific boundaries and i believe that healthy boundaries are extremely important not only in relationships but with the relationship that you have with yourself like a lot of people think about the boundaries that they set outside like the boundaries that they use uh, with other people but i i don't think that they really take the time to think about the boundaries that they set with themselves and how important that is as well so you know that you have yeah. that boundary set and because of that that's probably going to help you in a lot of bad scenarios because you know what line you won't cross. Yeah, which has been helpful for those things. But exactly. carry on, sorry. sorry. Oh, no, 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 perfect. That's exactly what I want to do. So uh, I had a couple, let's, let's, let's just tap, tap into a couple more of these. So um, this person says that they feel like my hands are tied to being committed to something I'm truly not sure of. Like, like she feels like her, she can't get out of it. And then I've got, I feel guilty saying no, especially the people close to me like I might let them down and I feel weak for not being able to say no. This one hurts. I feel weak for not being able to say no. I also don't want to upset people by saying no. 
I feel that one too because I don't like people being upset around me. And I, I know, know that that scene as uh, like, oh, you you gotta let people have their own or whatever. But I just don't like people being upset, so I will do whatever I can to keep them not upset. But well, that's okay though. That's that's the people pleasing mentality. But that I think depending on the type of person, that can bleed into you just being the type of person that wants everybody to be comfortable around you, like someone like yourself. You just naturally want people to have a good time when they're around you. So you're going to lean closer towards saying yes and wanting to people please because that's just your nature. Someone like me, I am admittedly kind of a selfish person, and I've always known that, and the people around me know that. But I take care of the people that are close to me. However, if I don't want something or I don't want to do something, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hide it. I'm gonna make sure that it's well known that that's how I feel. Right. But we've we've even got a, a story here of uh, some because I got a couple stories. Some I don't, I don't really want. Some of them I'm like, ah oh, man, I don't even know if I want to share that. But you know, we've got people that are saying that um, they've gone as far as hanging out with friends. So I'm just gonna keep it general. So I I, I have these stories, but again for the anonymity of people, whatever the case may be, I want to try to keep it as general as I possibly can. So let me hit on a couple of things that were sent to me directly. So these weren't even, these people saw what the poll and they messaged me directly to tell me these stories. So one where somebody was in a wedding party and they didn't even want to be in the wedding party, but felt so guilty. So think about the monetary expense of being in a wedding party when you don't even really want to be there. I had the another one where someone told me that they went on a trip that they did not want to go on because they couldn't say no to a close friend of theirs and they had the worst time because oh, they didn't want the to be there and they were right about what, you know, what was going to end up happening. So they were very upset about the fact that they had done that. And then another one where this person keeps hanging out with a friend, but the friend is like toxic and they want to say no to hanging out with a friend, but every time they do, they get guilted into doing more and they end up paying for everything. The friend always forgets something. Like They're that friend that doesn't consider anybody else and will put them into uncomfortable situations. So those were just a couple of the stories. I didn't want to give all of the details associated with it, but a lot of that was like monetary. So now not only are you uncomfortable, but now you're spending money <laughs> in, in a situation that you don't want to be in. And that really hit home for me of like how how sad that makes me feel for some individuals who can't say no. No, that, that's me though, Lance. That's me. I'm, a, I'm the sucker that walks around the mall and the mall guy sees him and you make the eye contact and the mall guy goes, I got the sale on this guy. Because <laughs> sure enough, I bought some random stupid stuff where they sell me like the little things to cover your eyes. This is when I was younger. Now I'm a little better at avoiding eye contact. But like when I was in high school walking around, you know, they'd look at me and they'd make me buy the eye things, these random little like pen stuff. I don't know. It was just really dumb things. But uh, the one about the trip, that sucks. You go on a Dude, trip right? you don't want to go to because yeah. not only does the trip end up being bad, then after a while, you, they're going to start guilt tripping of like, did I make the trip bad? Were they going to have a good time or something? Or did I, yeah. my energy, bring it down or, or anything like that? I don't know what happened on the trip. Maybe it was something else. Like maybe it got too wild or something. But yeah, well, I, yeah. I just want to flip the question on you real quick because I think it's important to differentiate between when you when you want to say no, but you just don't. But versus when you want to say uh, yes and you do it reluctantly, but you really wanted to do it. You're yeah. just telling yourself you didn't want to do it and you kind of get outside of your zone and it's fun. And I, I bring that because of my sister, my older sister. She doesn't want to do this stuff. She's like me where she doesn't really want to, but she'll say yes because she feels peer pressured. But usually yeah. it ends up working out for her where she's like, oh, 
I this was really great. So her saying yes is the reverse of where it works out for her. And she has a really great time or she'll learn something new or she does it. So it's not always a bad thing. You don't always have to kill, kill no. trip yourself about it, you know? No, I'm with you. And, and I think you bring up a really good point. And this is something that comes to mind for me. So it, in the back of my mind, it usually is the boundary element of it. And then there's just the comfort zone, right? So there are two things working in tangent, in my opinion, right? So there are my natural boundaries that I have as a person, and then there's me in my comfort zone. I naturally am okay stepping outside of my comfort zone. That is just something that I've always been okay with, um, but I know how far I'm willing to go. So to answer your question, I think there's a difference in I don't know if I want to do this because it takes me outside of my comfort zone. My boundaries aren't being impacted by it. You know, like my like my That's natural boundaries aren't being impacted by it. However, I am uncomfortable. I am going to do this because part of me wants to do it. It's outside of my comfort zone and it might make my life a little bit better or, or it might turn into something that I never thought I wanted to do. And, and now I'm having a really good time. So I think that's the difference for me. There's your comfort zone as an individual and like your sphere. And then there is your your boundaries that you don't want to really go beyond. So I think that's kind of where that that like differentiator that. happens for me. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So my sister. I, <laughs> yeah, make sure you know. So before I go into the NPR article, I know that you had a, um, you know, you've, you've kind of shared your story there. Um, and I, and I had something happen and this is where it all really stemmed from. So we just recently were, um, you know, finally made our way out, uh, after being, you know, kind of cooped in here for, for COVID. And really all we've done is, you know, our, our Friday in the fort, I like to go in, and support local businesses. So every Friday you'll see me at various places, um, picking up beer, picking up food, whatever the case may be. So we finally ventured out. We went out on a nice vacation, took a nice trip. And as part of the trip, there was a chef that was associated with the particular area, um, that we were staying at. And, we wanted to give this individual a try, reached out and, you know, tried to figure out, okay, what would be the price for, you know, from food to be delivered? Because who doesn't want food delivered to them when they're on vacation? I mean, I mean, that's that's a pretty much a no brainer. And then we got the price of it. And I'll just put it to you like this. The price of labor was more than the actual food itself. Hmm. So double plus the price of the food in and of itself. And so I was already out. I'm, I'm five minutes away from a main street. I'm five minutes away from, and I'm in Fredericksburg just for full transparency. So I'm five minutes away from a main street. I'm five minutes away from diners and old timey Texas. So the convenience completely went out of the window when the price of it was exponential compared to what I could be, you know, could be able to go grab if I want to just get up and, and drive five minutes. But for whatever reason, I was in this weird scenario. Not that I couldn't say no, but I was struggling with how to say no. Mm. That was kind of what started this for me. And I just remember like as soon as I read the amount. I was like, wow. And I, I felt like I'd gotten in too deep. We'd already exchanged numbers. We already exchanged emails. We're already going back and forth on a menu. And then I get the final price. And I kind of felt bad because we had gone through all of the motions. And then I knew in the back of my mind, there was no way in hell I was going to do it. And, and that's what really sparked this for me was 
it was really difficult for me to say no, even though I really didn't want to do it and I didn't want to pay that price. Oh man, I'm chuckling because I would have been the sucker. I would have got it. Cause oh, when, that's it, what, that's what when it comes to, I was, but I wouldn't have regretted it though. When it comes to food, I will never feel guilty about spending money on food. It's just something my dad beat into me when I was a little kid. Cause he's like, food, you need food to live. So <laughs> my dad was, he was kind of notorious for, I don't want to say he's stingy, but he, he does, he's careful with what he spends his money on, except yeah. food. When we get to food and drinking, my dad will spend whatever he wants on that food. And that is in me, dude. So that, that meal sounds like, you know, <laughs> delivered. And if it, if it was good, I would have been okay. Now, but, of course, like all the ratings on it were fantastic. So that was what even drove us down that path. But as soon as I saw that, the, that the labor was going to be, uh, it was, I would, I will I'll, I'll Give you, I don't want to give you numbers, but I will say it was 125, 130% of the food. Oh my goodness. I know, right? This is depending exactly. on the food and it can be pricey. But Levin, you, something you said, just I want to see if we can normalize that where you said how to say no. If we could, if everyone listened to this, if we could just make it okay to tell people, I don't feel like it right now, or hey, I don't really want to do that, and then that be the end of it. Yes. That'd be awesome. If anyway, if one of your friends, if you're ever talking to them, you're like, hey, do you want to do this? And they're like, I don't really feel like it. Don't say, come on and try to pressure them because yes. they're probably saying no because they really don't want to do it. And it was hard enough. So just be like, oh, OK, next time. Or let me know if you want to do it another time or something like that. And then you're done. So if we can normalize that, ah, it'd be great. I, I agree with you. I, I think when you say normalize it, that's actually the most important part to me is the it's not normal for whatever reason. There is this idea that everyone has to be adventurous. Everyone has to want to step outside of their comfort zone. And I know I'm notorious for this because I live like that. I do want to see people get to a point where they're more comfortable and, and uh, well, not comfortable. Well, they're not comfortable and they're taking risks and they're taking chances because I know the benefit that it's happened and, and, and had on me. But I have to remind myself not everybody operates the same way that I do. And I think you're right. If we could normalize, like not everybody is like you, that individual listening to this right now, whether you're the person that always says no or the person that always says yes, there isn't anybody else like you. And be okay with hearing no from your friends and don't make them feel like they're obligated to do anything because obligations are very dangerous in my opinion the the concept of being obligated to anything is very dangerous in my opinion let's so, ponder on that one. Uh, put a little pen in that and think about how dangerous obligations are especially when it doesn't feel like both parties are looking at it the same way so we talked about some tour, uh, some stories. We've talked about um, some of the responses that we got on Instagram. So thankful for everybody who decided to 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 you know kind of share their story. And if we didn't get to your story, I'm sorry. We did have a lot. I had way more than I thought I was going to get. So I do apologize if I didn't get to yours. Um, but I want to talk about this article because um, I think it's going to be really impactful. And this is how I kind of want to you know kind of start to lean towards with this this conversation i'm going to take you through this is how to say no five steps to stop being a people pleaser and you can find this on npr and this is how i want to close out this episode i want to go through this get your opinion and really put this out there for people because i think it could be really helpful sounds good throw it at me so these are awesome first off and usually i don't read the full article on things and the reason why i don't usually read the full article when we go through some of these lists is because i don't want to have it kind of seep into my notes 
and then I'm using somebody else's words. So typically I won't go in and read the full one. I will tell you I read this full thing and I was so happy that I did. So let's start with step one that they have. And step one was get some data. And what they basically said was over a week, observe how you spend your time and energy and actually keep track of how many times you say yes or no in a week. So that was the first point was to get data on yourself. Okay. And it goes right into number two. So understand your bandwidth and respect it. And this is why I thought about you when I read this. So after you've collected your data and you kind of know when you're saying yes and no to certain things, then you need to collect and understand your bandwidth and then respect it. Understand your energy level and your calendar and how they start to correlate. So one of the points was throughout the course of the day, just one day, think about how many times you had said yes in that week. And now you're on Thursday or you're on Wednesday. You said yes to something last Friday, and now it's starting to come up on the calendar. Now you're probably feeling some some type of anxiety. Now you're probably not as energized about doing it because you didn't want to do it in the first place. So how are your energy levels correlating to when you say yes and no? What do you think about that? I like the I like calling it bandwidth because then yes, yeah, it, yeah. Since I work with technology, I understand. Hey, bandwidth is a limit. You can't go past that. Like once you're using 100% of something, you can't use more. And so if I can think of my time that way, it might be easier to say, hey, I'm already using too much of my bandwidth. (laughs) I won't use those words, but my bandwidth is used too much this week. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Isn't that a great concept? Yeah, I like like that. I love love that concept of bandwidth. and, and, And to your point, you can't stretch any further. And that's what they talked about here. And then they started to get a little bit deeper, right? So then it was learn the difference between desire and obligation. Pay attention to when you are excited to say yes to something and when you just feel obligated to do things. And that's where my thought process of obligation is very dangerous because if you know that to your point, what you talked about with your sister, I'm sure that there've been times where she's been tentative about things that she wants to do, but she said yes, because there's some type of an excitement level. So now I'm saying yes, because although I might be a little scared, this could be fun. So I'm in, you know what I mean? As opposed to I'm only saying yes. And it's kind of like a blow to my soul, but I'm doing it because I don't want to let somebody else down. Right. And this is, this is just, um, the next two are kind of like tips, right? Before you say yes, pause. People pleasers jump to saying yes. Pausing will give you a little time to think. And you and what I liked about this was you set the pause. So I can either pause and say, hey, let me get back to you later on. I can pause and say, hey, give me a week to think about it. I can pause and say it just a couple of seconds, just to pause in the moment. But you set the limitation or the time frame or the duration of your pause. And I love that concept. I love this one because it, even for me where I'm kind of, I'm an anxious person, like I keep mentioning. So my mind is always racing. So sometimes when you're, people are talking to me, my mind is thinking about other things at the same time. And so I'll say yes without fully understanding what it's being asked of me. Yes, like, hey, can you yes, do this? And I'll be yes. like, yeah, of course I'll do that. And then after I've calmed down and I thought about it later, I'm like, oh, shoot, I said yes. But really, I don't have enough bandwidth to handle yeah. that task <laughs> that they're asking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So taking that pause would probably really help me. Like, And it's not that I'm not paying attention to the person. It's just that I'm really stressed about something else. 
So it's, yeah. it's hard to focus on both those things. So And that's what that's they were basically idea. saying is like when you take that pause, you can go back and now you can go back and you can look at, let me look at what, what my data looks like. Let me understand my bandwidth. Let me, let me, let me kind of figure out if I'm just doing this because I feel obligated to do it or if I'm energized to do it. What's the benefit? And that's another thing that came to my mind when people are taking on tasks, especially in a work environment. You know, I've gr- I grew up in corporate America and that's all I've known. If I'm going to take on this task and I'm going to stretch myself or I'm going to add to my bandwidth, what is the value add for me? Like, am I learning a new skill? Am I getting exposure to, you know, SVPs, EVPs? Like, am I getting exposed? Like, what is the actual value add for me personally? That's important too. And then they talked about something that uh, I really, really hope more people, if anybody, if you take away anything from this, really pay attention to your own bandwidth. That to me seems really important and start figuring out when you feel obligated to say things. And then the pause, do the freaking pause. But this was learn the art of the soft no. There are hard no's and then there are soft no's. Soft no's usually have explanations associated with them. Start with the soft no's, give that little bit of an explanation and it will help you start building up to more hard no's where you don't even feel like you have to give an explanation. It's just no. Which should be okay. Like it's so weird that we can't just say no. It's like, what do you mean no? Like I asked you for this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And I understand it should be like, no, I don't want to do it. Oh, okay, we're done. But I'm one of it's those. If I if I ask if I do say no, it's usually a reason, right? Except for yeah. the drinking driving stuff and things like that. But I'll give a soft like, oh, you know, I, I can't because I have this, this, and this. Or that, that, and that. But the problem with the soft nose is if you happen to say the wrong thing and they think of a counter for it, oh, I'll help you with that. And then you can help me with this. Yep. Now you're stuck doing the thing you didn't want. And that, that's what they talked about. And that was the thing that they talked about was kind of watch how you give your explanation. The least, like the least amount, and this is, and this wasn't what they talked about, but this is just in my opinion, like the least amount of detail that you can give, the better. Like if you're going to give a soft no, no, I actually, I don't have the time to do that i i have um another obligation and don't go into detail about it don't give a time frame like keep it as generic as possible because to your point once you start giving details you give people an opportunity to poke holes in it and once they start poking holes in it now you're kind of back to square one and for somebody who's already struggling with trying to say no being back to that square one it's probably like a kick in the gut and and i would just hate for people to feel that right and for anyone that goes to look at this article, I just wanted to point out uh, the author's name, that uh, Megan yes, Keene on NPR, like you said, uh, just in case anyone looks it up and you know, yep. they can find the actual writer. Fantastic article. This was a, this was one of those topics that I felt fit perfectly into the seeking perspective that we're going to be doing all throughout the rest of season three. And I was just really really thankful that I had that weird situation come up and that we could find a way to get it to relate to to other people. Because honestly, this is a very eye-opening experience for me. And, and I hope that these tips will be helpful for, for other people. Um, and again, you can get the full article on NPR.com. And, and I'll read the name one more time. Uh, How to Say No, Five Steps to Stop Being a People Pleaser. So what, I, I got nothing else. I, I'm I'm just, I'm really, I almost feel like this was therapeutic in a way for me to kind of go through this. 
I'm gonna practice the pause. That's gonna be my new thing. <laughs> is that your and my bandwidth. Bandwidth and pauses are two things I've learned. So I'm gonna go give those a shot. That's it. That's all I had to Lance. Oh man, this is this has been awesome. Again, everyone, we appreciate you so much for tuning in. We hope that this was helpful for you. Be on the lookout for more topics like this. Um, we're still going to continue to look at some some more guests for season three. Um, but with that being said, if at any point you feel guilty, it's, it's probably, probably you. you.